Welcome once again to Never Tell Me the Odds, the Star Wars RPG podcast, the podcast where a group of entertainers and improvisers plays through the Star Wars RPG by Fantasy Flight Games. In our last episode, we started playing through the Force and Destiny beginner game, just to give you guys a sense of force powers and things like that. Uh, and we jump right back into it with Tarast, Hazel, and Kavari. Here we go! I'm excited. That's my favorite part. <laughs> so you guys all saunter together into the camp, kind of on the Yeah. Edge? Sure. Okay. Hey, I got some yummy steaks and furs to share. What say we crack open some ales and have some fun, yeah? Okay. Uh, silence. As you guys walk in, everyone's heads kind of snap around. And then or not. <laughs> the one, <who's> like, <laughs> the one who uh, is smoking his death stick like is closest to you guys and walks up and flicks it to the ground. Looks at you guys and goes... What we got here? Looks like some lost travelers. Bad for you, but maybe uh, good for us. I have a sense motive now that he's engaged me. I wish to sense his current emotional state. Go ahead and roll your sense uh, ability. That's too light. Ooh, double light side. Okay, um, pick up surface thoughts kind of of what's going on. You sense kind of like a heavy oppression, almost like a thick, heavy black cloud on this group. And the sense, the like a Charlie Brown dark cloud, or intended, like do they have ill intent? Like an oppression, a pall of negativity, um, heavy upon all of them. And the main surface thought you pick up of this guy, and in fact, most of these hunters is bloodlust. Um, it's it's like, hot. like <laughs> you. So you're breathing a little heavily too now. Your character, Taras Voon, thinks. I was gonna so. be like, I'm on the rag. <laughs> Yeah. Bloodlust, it's, yeah. it's a joke. So, I'm going to roll to see what this guy's voice is done by. So the last one, by the way, Emo Phillips, suggested by at Jimmy20, J-I-H-M-I-20. Thank you so much for the suggestions. We got Christopher Walken. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be a good Christopher Walken. All uh, Christopher Walkens <laughs> are good Christopher Walken. That was suggested by at Jet Jaguar 67. I don't know. You'll be parlaying, I guess, with Julia now for a second. So, yeah, bloodlust is your main thing. I'm filled with an emotion I I can't describe. It's hanging over me like a cloud. Well, I am covered in blood, so maybe it's kind of sexy. I am salivating, but more with the prospect of seeing your head on a spike. Ah, well, it's in that crazy. case, I'm going to have to kill your motherfucking face. Uh, what skill? So what skill check are you making right now? That could be charm, if you're <laughs> legitimately trying to charm this guy away. Yeah. Maybe we could talk. Okay. Are you the guy, by the way, with the robo-arm or with the scars on his face? I'm I'm the guy with the crazy arm. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, so are you going to make a charm, or you could be trying to coerce him with a little intimidation, or you could be trying to play it cool. Bruce Wayne. Why wow, you dress like Batman? Oh. He said he wanted to see my head on a spike. That's pretty definite. That's true. You did it's say that. just the feeling. I'm sure we could come to something uh, more more agreeable. Okay. Well, let me take out. My lightsaber coolly. Just have it in my hand, just in case. I'm gonna say, uh, we're not looking for any trouble here. We're just looking for our friend Roman. If you've seen her, that'd be great to let us know before we kill you, because we will if we have to, but we're trying not to be mean, you know? Sounds good. You guys are outnumbered almost three to one. Yeah. So, uh, do you like, you like killing things? It's like, you, it's, that's our deal. It's like a thing, you know? I mean, 
It's a little weird, well, but... Well, I clearly just killed a bunch of things, so we're, we're happy. We're together in that. Maybe, yeah, maybe we could we could find a way to murder together. That, that could be fun. We okay. actually want to murder a giant tube of slime. Have you have you have you encountered one of those before? Listen, Oddly enough, further, makes I'll, grape s'mores. Let's see how effective your parlaying is going. Uh, okay. I like what you're saying, but let's just try make a skill check. You're kind of flirting with him. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's, he's covered in blood. I'm covered in blood. It's all everyone's covered yeah. in blood. Okay. It's opposed by his cool, which is just two purple. Christopher Walken's cool is only two purple. Christopher Walken as voicing a deranged guy is only two purple. Ah, okay. Do I add them? It's a lot of cows. Okay, let's try this mofo. Uh, so you fail, actually, but you have two advantage. But what about all my my welcoming gifts? We really appreciate the gifts. Uh, In fact, uh, uh, we appreciate them so much, I think that uh, I'll be taking your face and wearing it as a mask, perhaps, until it rots off. So, uh, I know, it's, it's crazy. It's, I'm a wacky guy. Okay, I, I think, but maybe I think that's your, what we're going to do. Your advantage is maybe that you managed to get your lightsaber coolly into your hand without alarm, like, without him okay. noticing that you're drawing on him. Anyone else be making any moves at this point? Or that sounds like it's going to dissolve immediately into violence. Does the Christopher Rock guy, does he have any knives yeah. on his person? Oh, yeah. He's, he's fully, so he's got like a bandolier. Oh, no! <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely have like three or four knives. So... Katarvas, could he could he could he manipulate one of those knives out of that person's belt, perhaps, and into the skull? Let's get everyone's initiative, and I'm going to take your cool. Yeah. You two, I think I'm going to need vigilance on. Yeah, two, three successes. Four. Four successes. Yeah. Uh, they roll one, so they're going to go last. So Taras, you're first. So I start. I reach out with the force, and I just want to like kind of. Get the knives out of their belt loops and slash them in and slash their throats. Oh, wow. So, okay. <laughs> so, can I just be like, just flipping them up? Yeah, I'm just flipping them. Flipping them. <sighs> I, I just wanted to ask you, what is Christopher walking? What is he doing as he threatens? Or so is he like, uh, he's taking out like both of his like, his like skin and machetes. Okay. And he's like twirling them around and he's like, yeah, let's get this party started. Okay. So, Tara, so, so you're going to use your force move power. Yes. So now, how do I do? How do I use a force power, David? You're just gonna roll your force die. Um, okay. You're gonna roll number of force die equal to your character's force rating. You guys are all new, so just one is all anybody has. All right. If you roll light side, you could activate it no problem. If you roll dark side, you fail. Okay, what? so I rolled one light side. And what does it look like for Torast as he starts reaching out into the force? Uh, he just kind of like casually like flips his hand up like he's flipping a table. Okay. Does he clear it off first and then flip? Yeah. <laughs> so the knives in his belt flip up, heading directly towards uh, Christopher Walken's exposed white hasty throat. So just make a... Let's do melee. Okay, what's the difficulty? No difficulty on this, since you've succeeded on your fourth ability. One success. So it does five points of damage, plus one for every success. The knife, vibro knife, I guess, comes flipping up, cuts him right across the neck. He slaps a hand to it quickly, though, and, like, staggers back and gives you guys, like, the... Uh, what would he say? Ah, you... What's your deal with the freaky-dicky voodoo knives? So that nicks him pretty good. Uh, he's got the one hand on the throat, but he's still alive. Now, do I still have a maneuver? You do. All right, so I'm going to activate my lightsaber. It's <laughs> the worst. That's so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and then I'm going to run... Full charge at um, the group of peoples. Taras comes charging out, charging forward. Does he right. scream? No. 
I'm just standing there looking at Christopher Walken, and all of a sudden his knives come out and stab himself in the face. And he goes, ah! And like, okay, well, I'm standing right in front of him, so I might as well try to stab him with my lightsaber, right? Okay, lightsaber, you activate it. What sound does it make? Whoop. Okay, <laughs> two purple on that. Let's see if I can stab him in the nards. Okay, so I have one success. One success, great. So seven points of damage. The cool thing about lightsabers are, I mentioned that soak before, this lightsaber ignores all soak. Um, so you cut right across his body, there's a huge slash, he like dances back slightly. I'm gonna start at the nards though, make sure that the nards get sliced first. So he's being rude to me. You cut up through the nards, Thank up you. across his body, he dances back, doubles over in pain, drops to a knee, Still alive, but you can see that pretty much fucking finished him off. And he looks up injured. Have my face, um, will you? Just meta. There's really no way to fix these people being, like, poisoned by the dark side of the Force. Well, uh, the sense you got from your sensibility was that um, they're kind of being browbeaten into submission by the deranged guides. The, the two the main guides? Yeah, you might have some chance. So the second one, how far away is he? He's at medium range from you. Alright, I'm going to go down on one knee, and with my blaster rifle, and just take him out. Roll range heavy against just two purple. And you know what? I feel really bad, and I don't want innocent people to be hurt, and all these animals, my hunter, nonsense... I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to use the force, which uh, means I'm shooting three yellows, okay. one green, and two purple. You're giving me a look. That looks like a good roll. <laughs> well, that is a triumph. Did you roll any purple on that? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I rolled Holy two purples. Crap. A triumph, two success, two advantage. You've been rolling amazing. I have. Yeah. Guys, it's my night. Kavar, you chose wisely. Uh, so Christopher Walken is already down, right? We've He's said pretty much done. He's pretty much done. So I'd like the triumph to be I take out this guy with a headshot. Okay, that sounds fine. I think you headshot that guy. Headshot that guy, and the triumph is the... They just... Everyone come kind of like shakes their head and goes, Whoa, whoa and comes back and is like, What have we done? Who have we been? Okay, I like that. I'm going to say yeah. that you can you can shake him out of it. I'm not sure that's going to totally bring him back, but it's definitely going to make everyone pay a lot of attention to you. So, drop to one knee, heavy blaster rifle, sight it up right on the guy's head. Just as he's turning around, you see him bringing his own hunting rifle down. Is bringing it up. He only has it about halfway up when you hit him right in the head. Boom, headshot. In the face. Is that the guy the right next to me? No, no, this is the guy farther yeah, the guy away. The guy yeah. with the scars. Yeah, the one you haven't lightsabered in the crotch. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah, the guy with the scars. No more scars. No more scars. Scars gone. Once again, a spray of red mist. Red mist. <laughs> on some of the porters behind him. Yeah, he hits the ground hard. Um, cock your gun coolly. Uh, the, the smoke. Yeah. Uh, Christopher walking on the ground goes... Uh, his slice is just junk off? Yeah, your, your junk has been sliced off. You have one hit point. And your other guy was just headshotted immediately out the gate by her. Um, the other six porters are all like standing. Well, let's like, just leave him to die in the snow and take what we need and keep on cruising. Well, we need to ask them where's the temple. Well, I thought it was straight ahead of us. Do we not know where it is? Uh, you could probably figure it out by yourselves. You know it's somewhere on that mountain. So we just make these porters carry our heavy shit and then we go same way we were always going, right? That's the They've had a really shitty day. Why don't we let them go home? Because they yeah. can carry my stuff. How much stuff did you bring? We just climbed a cliff wall. There's a lot of meat we gotta get back. You to have been dragging shit. this meat for a while. Yeah, the have furs. them take our stuff and let it stay at the the town. 
Shall we show okay. this this varmint mercy, or shall I disembowel him? Do what pleases you most. You'll never disembowel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never turn over to the dark side. That doesn't that's make sense. Yeah, that's William Shatter. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> so you're gonna disembowel? Yeah. Hey, yes. Yeah. Why? Why do you have to to disembowel me? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And with the lightsaber, or with his knife. <laughs> with the guy's own knife. Oh, oh my, my god. god! He's well, feeling dark today, folks. I, I love to murder. <laughs> <laughs> so this brings us to our ass spoon. Let's go find our friends. <laughs> <laughs> so Taras Devoon, as you you finish off him grizzly, your own arms now red with his human blood. This takes twenty minutes for him to stop. <laughs> oh God. And you guys leave the shell shocked guys. They're all like, whatever you want us to do. Were you gonna leave the meat with them and they take it back to their town? Yeah. And if, if there's any funny business, you're Nards. So this brings us to our next uh, rule to introduce, nards. which is morality and conflict points. So the way this is represented in the Force and Destiny game is kind of cool. There's a sliding scale of, I think, plus to minus 50. Uh, Everybody theoretically starts at zero. But you guys can actually, if you want to, choose to start closer to the light side or closer to the dark side for free. Um, Every time you take an action that represents uh, something that might put you in conflict with your own morality... I, as the DM, assign conflict points to you. So if it's just something small, like, I'm stealing an apple to give to this, something, you know, whatever, like, we're hungry, I'm going to steal this apple, it might be, like, one conflict point. Or knowing someone's doing something kind of bad, but not stopping them is maybe one conflict point. Eviscerating people with their own machetes <laughs> for extended periods of time, uh, that's got to be a, well, let's just start it at a 10. That's 10 conflict points right there. I, I feel tempted to give you more, but we'll call it a 10. Julia, yes. Hazel uh, also took lethal violence against these guys. So well, he said he was going to slice my face off. He did. That was technically out of self-defense, but you guys also kind of were on board with Tarras, like cutting yeah, this well. guy up. Five conflict points for you. Okay. And Jeanette... I was very concerned with the well-being of these hunters. You were. You were very well concerned. But I didn't stop him from doing the horrible thing. No, you guys were kind of... We get it, Tarras. And you also it. just went straight to, like, I'm not going to shoot the gun out of this guy's hand. I'm well, no, no. Turn oh, him into maybe a fucking the head canoe. But instead, it basically, you took the path of violence instead of the path of, of diplomacy. It's fine. Just two conflict points. It's all... So much more fun, though. It is a lot more fun. Well, and that's why the scale goes up and down. So there's nothing saying you have to... Go light side, you guys can go dark side. And, and So even getting these conflict points doesn't necessarily mean you move closer to the light side or the dark side. What it means is at the end of the session, we roll a die and compare this die number to the number of conflict points you have. If the number is lower than the number of conflict points you have, you go closer to the dark side. If it's higher than the number you have, it doesn't change. Okay. What, what kind of die is rolled? A d10. I'm going to roll a d10. So two, you're probably pretty safe. Ten, you're definitely going to see some movement on. Okay, so, so basically between, I have to... Yeah. yeah. All that's important for right now is we're talking about morality. And even if you go to the dark side, it's not like you become an NPC or something like that. It just means your character takes a dark path. You might have ramifications in other ways. It's more of a story thing. So that's what you guys are all thinking about as you pass through the last couple miles and arrive finally at the base of this mountain. And in front of you is a Jedi temple, an ancient Jedi temple, carved right into the stone face 
of these rocky slopes that come down. It's very angular, bare stone here, uh, very sharp uh, planes that it's all broken off of, nothing rounded about it at all. It's, it's quite jagged, almost like an upthrust jaw of some unspeakable beast, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, like black, venomous fangs bursting through the earth. I should be like, yip, yips, lower, lower jaw. It just kind of goes, ah! Yes, or like a pug's lower jaw. Let's say like that. So, seemingly carved into the side of the mountain, only the rough outline of the Baroque stonework survives on this Jedi temple. Uh, weather-pitted spires and statues have been worn smooth out in front. There's a broad, cracked plaza that leads into the temple itself. And then you can see this kind of like large doorway. It's 15 feet tall, maybe 8 or 9 feet wide. And there's just darkness inside that seems to recede downwards into the carved interior of the temple. As you guys kind of enter this cracked courtyard, feels slightly warmer than the surroundings. And in fact, no snow has accumulated anywhere on any of the black stonework. It's all seemingly melted on contact, which makes everything glisten. All the black stone, dark black basalt glistens. And here and there, you can hear these drips and drips from the ceiling or from the spires or whatever. As you guys enter through this kind of doorway, you feel it feels like you're walking into, if you've ever walked into like a library, part of a library that no one ever goes to, or an old wing of a museum or something like that. There's a staleness of the air and a feeling of just ancientness around you guys. Can I get a perception check? Who's paying attention to what's going on? I got two greens. You got two greens I'm, and a yellow. Yeah, me too. Why don't you just, go ahead? Just, okay. just a piece of shit. Two purple. <laughs> To success. You just hear kind of a clatter, clatter, clatter of a bit of stone behind you, and you turn around um, as you pass one of these, like, galleys that kind of stretch off here and there, and you just see the shadow of some large bestial shape move by on a wall. Like never, a never jar of slime with a hat on top? So you have and two, a pig nose? And a pig nose? To success, so uh, you actually can see it looks more like those razorback fields you mm. saw before, Aww. something like that. It's hard to tell by the shadow exactly, but something like that. The deeper you go, the more intact things seem to be. There's like dark um, bas-relief carvings into the sides down these stairwells. And and you can see where sconces and things must have held light sources in the past. It must have been quite grand at some point, but with everything kind of stripped out of it uh, and with everything worn down, it has a very strange and unsettling feeling. Enhancing that, as you guys come down this broad stairway, you can hear the echoings of mutterings coming up from ahead of you going, and you can't quite make it out. And then as you come around the corner, you see Romund, your friend. Uh, I'm going to say she's not in a jar. I'm going to say, just imagine a... Uh, but I already drew the picture. I don't, the jar has little electronic legs that go kick, 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 kick. Okay. I, I like the idea of her just looking like a melted ice cream cone. Just yeah. on the <laughs> ground, just sliding around like a weird snail. <laughs> But, uh, okay. Like the clown ice cream cones you get at Baskin Robbins where they do the clown face and it's the clown hat. Oh god, and her face is actually a horrible <laughs> clown face. <laughs> with a pig nose. No, no. Okay, uh, let's go with, let's go so that you have. I like with the jar. So yeah, the pig nose, <laughs> inverted ice cream cone in a pickle jar with mechanical eggs moving around. Um, <laughs> clicking around. And you could, yeah, so this is it's a little bit disturbing anyway, but you can hear it, uh, Roman muttering to herself. And you can see that her jar is filthy. It's been scuffed up. There's like leaves and vines and stuff kind of hanging up in the top, like floating around on top around her hat. The top of the hat has been like knocked askew and kind of bent. And she's, she's up at the front of some of these like still fairly well preserved carvings. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. Emo 
Yes, I, I see. Oh, very good. Mm. She does not seem to have noticed you. But you can see she's got one little mechanical arm that's like making notes on a data pad. Mm, if I sense, do a force sense, I haven't engaged her. Can I see if there's other people, like other presences in the room with her? Yes. Ah, that's a dark side. I don't see shit. You reach out, kind of sniffing again, you're saying, straining your ears, and all you pick up is a slightly acrid odor and a, almost hear a whispering in your own ears as you listen. Kind of like, ah, shit. Um, she notices you suddenly as you turn around and goes, ah, Oh, boy, it's you. It's my friends. You've come to see the master. Master. The master, haven't you? There's so much to learn here. So much. You're not going to be rewarded by your master. I just want to let you know that. What do you know of the master? Whatever he told you about these wonderful rewards you're going to get for serving him, he's not going to give it to I don't serve anyone. No one but myself and, and the voices. The voices that we hear in the temple. So much to learn. So much history. He has a Jedi temple. Once. But something greater came. A lord of great power. Yes, in the depths below. I hear him. Will revolutionize everything about Jedi teachings. But it's my information. You can't take it from me. What are you doing here? Why did you come? And start skittering away from you slowly. Scalmed out, you guys. Yeah. Uh, is this a research journal that? Yes, she has one little tiny mechanical arm. Yeah. That comes out from underneath. There's like little like shutters that can open up and a little. Like a little typewriter. Yeah, yeah. There's like a data pad that's hanging on the front from like a book Bjorn and then two little robot arms that like tap into it. Can I use my force power to, to rip that away from her? Okay. No, this is your, your dear old friend. Now, Roman, you're talking a load of bantha poodoo. Why don't you let me see your little research notes and, and uh, I'll make a fair judgment. Taurus? Well, Taurus, is that you, my dear friend? With what? I rolled a dark side point, so that basically I can't use the force, or can I take strain? If you want to take strain and flip your last remaining light side point... No, I don't want to do that. So, as, like, I attempt to move it with a force. I think, yeah, you reach out and, and start reaching towards it, and you she notices what you're doing. Oh, Taurus, even you, even you, you've turned, haven't you? You want to take all of my information, or I won't let you! Uh, and she... She like turns and, and starts and starts stepping slowly backwards towards where you can see a little makeshift encampment, I guess, that she was sleeping in. It looks filthy and it smells awful. So and there's uh, virtually no change then from what she yeah, it's, what it's, is normally. No, no. Normally, normally she keeps her tank very clean. Has a great pride in her slimy appearance. <laughs> um, like but, you can see through her slime, and now it's kind of cloudy. Yeah, and, and just the, the thing she's in itself is really filthy. Like, she hasn't cleaned up after herself in her tank in a long time. The hat has all done, sorts of done poo. Done There's all sorts of poo floating around. All of her... <laughs> yeah, God. She's fashioned one of the razor-back uh, furs is like a cape uh-huh. around the jar. And there's just blood smeared on the jar. Yeah, and she starts backing towards where all of her research materials and recording gear and everything like that is. Uh, can someone give me a perception check again? Two purple? This time it's me, because I'm a hunter. Okay, Kavari. Oh, oh, two successes. You can see the uh, handle of like a, a weapon just sticking out from underneath some of her like books or journals, 
And she's like slowly backing away towards it, going, Yes, oh, I see why you've come here. Now we know, Roman, what's her weapon of choice? Great question. Um, she's got a wide bore modified Bunta pistol. It was originally made for huts, designed to be work with like big hands. It's like a small hand cannon type pistol. Relic from an old hut excavation back in the day. So, so I'd like to try to talk her, talk her off the cliff. All right, great. What skill would you like to use? I'd like to use charm. Okay, let's hear what you have to say to her. You'll, you'll never, you'll listen, never. Listen up here now, Roman. Uh, now, I know you, and you like to keep your tank nice and clean. And I have all sorts of unmentionables floating about in it, like some sort of receptacle for feces. Now, <laughs> why don't you uh, just calm down and uh, come hang out with us? We killed an awful <laughs> lot of people to be here today, and we were suspected you would uh, would honor us by by calming the hell down. That's my charm. All right, uh, deal with it. Go ahead and roll that up against two purple, okay. but take a setback because you just tried to rip her notes away from her and failed. So you kind of freaked her out. Yeah. And I've got a ton of dark side ones, so I'm gonna flip one of those and turn one of those purple. Sure. Let's despair this shit. Oh, whoa, that's a weird roll. Okay, yeah. so that was a failure and one threat. Okay. I actually had a good charm spell, too. I was. Uh, well, it's too much. No, I can't do it. If you try to take me away, you'll put me in prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, she goes, <laughs> and, and her four legs start skittering, and she, she snatches the gun and then skitters down a. a extremely intricately carved, seemingly untouched by time, black stone gateway with a single steep staircase running right down into just blackness below. And she just skitters down that. You guys follow. Feeling the urge to pursue your friend and figure out what's down there. Are there more people down there, I sense? Yes. As you reach out with your senses, that whispering in your mind intensifies. You sense her, yes, but you also sense monstrous, stalking, predatory presence as well. As you come down the bottom of these steps, you enter into a, a burial chamber, a tomb. It's maybe 30 or 40 feet across, vaulted ceiling. It feels intensely secured down here, extremely separate. There are statues here, four tall statues flanking a large sarcophagus on a dais, you know, broad steps rising up to an ornately carved sarcophagus all in immaculate, perfect detail. Is it dark in here? Do I need my night vision binoculars? It's all completely black in here, except for the lights glowing within the tank of Roman, who is at the edge of the sarcophagus with her with her gun out going, No! 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 It's all good! I'm losing my mind! Can I roll a rolled stealth while going down the... Well, I think you're using your sensibility uh, yes. as you're going down. So we'll use that, and that'll give you an advantage because you succeeded... Uh, would the other two of you be taking any... Can we take out our... Can I take out my lightsaber? Lightsaber out. I'll take out my lightsaber as well as a precautionary measure. Just in your hands or with the beams out? With the beams out. Yeah, sure. That'll help us see in the dark. Give me your two sounds. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. As you get down there and you guys enter this room, your sensibility picks up three. Three of these razorback feelings that come stalking out of the shadows, coming out kind of encircling this room around you guys, sticking to the walls. They look much larger. Are they focusing on us or us and Roman? They seem to be focusing on, well, 
you, I would say, using your sensibility, focusing on you. They look hungry and they look, they're much larger than these ones you fought in the forest, like the alphas of the pack, and their musculature, their bodies look... Extra spikes. Extra spikes, and their bodies look more twisted, like their muscles are weirdly twisted, and their faces seem to have like a weird deformation on them. Broided up. Yeah. I'm on some hoodoo. Okay. This looks like a good place to die, folks. Let's go ahead and get our initiative checks really quick. Everyone go ahead and roll your vigilance in this case, since no one was expecting this. Hey, I got a triumph. If anyone beats that. Nope, just two. Two success? One success. Okay, so you're going to go first, Hazel. and advantage. And let me see what my guy is doing. Okay, I got three success for them. Whoa. Okay, so go ahead, Hazel. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to try to get gun out of Roman's hand. Mechanical arm. Is there a stealthy way to do that? Can I try deception? Deception would be good. Okay, so what do you roll for that? Uh, two greens. And it's going to be against two purple. Oh boy, okay. Hey, why don't you give me that banana you're holding in your hands? That, okay. uh, are you hungry? You don't look very hungry. Okay, so you're just preying upon her, like, addled mind. Yeah. Oh, so those are both failure. I have three advantage. You do. Okay, so, uh, stay back! Oh, stay back from me! So she's, like, shakily, like, starting to point the gun towards you. As you get closer and closer to her, she's... Can we have her fall over? Yeah. So she, like, is stepping back as you get closer to her, and her, like, little mechanical legs skitter over something, and she drops back onto the ground. <laughs> and, like, rolls onto the side. Uh, the beasts get to go next. There's one of them for each of you, and they, seeing that, attack each of you guys by themselves. The twisted razorback lunges towards you, Hazel. Come at me, bro. Two yellows and a green against two purple. Three success, eight points of damage. Taras, wow, they all came up blank. So that's two advantage. Um, one lunges towards you, rawr, pounces on you. You dodge the side just in time. Unfortunately, as it whips by, it runs its body against yours and the spines cut through you. Um, you're going to take just one wound, ignoring soak. Okay. So sharp enough to do that. On a failure? Alright. If it generates enough advantage, it deals wounds. Okay. Jeanette. Wait, are there two or three of them? There's one for each of you. Uh, another failure with four advantage. We'll call that two wounds. That ignore soak. Yeah. So it comes... <laughs> it lunges towards you as well. Slashes you. I've taken a scrap before. So these things are lar- much larger than those other ones. I mean, their shoulders probably equal with your shoulder. These huge beasts. Oh, well then I shall go next. Then go ahead and go next. Take out that handy blaster rifle, the one that attacked me. I'm going to give you a boost because you were ready for them with your sensibility. You kind of got the drop. Okay. Just two purple. You're trying, or you're trying to shoot it. It's engaged with you, and this is a ranged heavy weapon, so it's actually going to be three purple. It's hard to shoot somebody when they're like uh, right on you. I understand. Okay. What do you roll it up really quick? Oh, three purples, a boost die, two greens, and two yellows. All right, roll it up. Mm-hmm. Cleaned up good. Uh, so a lot of blanks. Yeah, you're destroying them. Two threat, four successes. So four successes is 13 damage. Wow. 13 damage on the one next to me. He, like, drops back for a second and comes lunging in again. Uh, you managed to get your gun barrel just in time and fire it right into its chest. However, it is still alive. It is a badly wounded. Yeah. <laughs> it drops again, roars, turning around to face you. You had two threat? I'm going to say the force of its body hitting you does two strain to you. 
kind of like forces the gun back against you after it fires. You feel it, the hot barrel burn against your neck. It presses in close. All right, so I'm going to use my lightsaber against the one nearest to me. So I'm just going to just breathe out and just... So graceful. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to attack. Oh, man. Just terrible rolls. One success, one threat. That is six damage. Nice. So seven damage total. Okay, and because the lightsaber ignores all of their soak. Well, it's reduced by ten, actually. Yeah, only reduced by ten, but only starships have like anything near ten. Right, so. exactly. Where are you? How are you slashing this guy? Really? Uh, it's it's kind of like in a and kind of like a squiggle pattern, almost like a bippity boppity boop. <laughs> oh God, you're like, such a crazy character. <laughs> like followed by one like solid thrust on the head. Okay. Slash it up pretty good. It drops back, hissing, turns around to hopefully charge you again. All right. As you guys finish your attacks and we come back around to the top of the order, a ghostly laughing begins to emanate through the chamber. <laughs> Echoing from from every corner of the room at once, and these the shadows in the darkness begin to seem to stretch out from the the statues and then kind of wrap around the sarcophagus, and a black miasma, a mist, flows forth from the sarcophagus and begins to form itself on the steps in front of it. A tall, like nine-foot-tall figure, all in black cloaks and its face invisible beneath the roiling mist. You've come. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again next week. Until then... May the force be with you.